It just feels like Divisional Round 2.0, right? I mean, we just had to face the Patriots, who are from the AFC East Division, for the third time. <laughs> and now it almost feels as though we're going into an AFC Championship game. And it's so hard not to look further than this game. It really is. I mean, you, you, you want to say your predictions. You want to you do this. You want to do that. And, um, you know, feed into what certain people are saying. And, you know, everyone's opinion is always flip-flopping. So I just gave up listening to ESPN, listening to Colin Coward. I mean, a lot of these guys have such strong influence, right? And as fans, it's so easy for it to get underneath our skin. This whole week, I've been hearing stories over and over of Pats fans just heckling Bills fans. For one, actually, my dad was over at Disney. He had his jersey on. And for some weird reason, some random Patriot fan, actually, he's from Albany, New York, come to find out. You know, my dad tells me, he's like, yeah, so I gave him a chance to explain himself and, you know, how he feels about the Bills. And, I mean, he just started tearing into how the Bills are going to get destroyed by Mahomes. And it's not end of an era, um, you know, and, and, and all this nonsense. And it just, it, it made me so upset because my dad's such a nice guy. You know, he's a big dude, but he's such a gentle giant. And I feel like for, for someone to just go out of their way as a sports fan in, in, in the happiest place on earth and, and, and try to ruin a Bills fan's day. I mean, my dad can't be the only one who, who, dealt, who dealt with, a, you know, an imbecile like this. But listen, man, like, let's settle down. Let's get our bearings and let's get perspective of what we need to look out for with this next matchup. I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to say this episode for what it is, okay? This episode surrounds one player, well, actually two players, and, you know, it, it, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, you ever see where, you know, Trunks and Gohan do the fusion, and they fuse up, and they turn into one just unstoppable force of a Saiyan? Just, just kind of picture that with what I'm about to explain to you. Josh, I hope I don't ruin this name, but I'm going to try my best to say it correctly. Josh Kumbo Allen. <laughs> All right. Listen, I do not know how else to compare Josh Allen to any other athlete that I have ever seen step on the football field. And I'm comparing him to a basketball player. All right. I know Josh isn't 6'11", but he's still, he's still around 240, 245, and he's 6'5". And I know he isn't the MVP front runner, but he just dismantled the greatest defensive slash adjustment coach of all time. Mind you, on the biggest stage in football, Belichick takes credit for coaching several, several Super Bowl comebacks. All right? He takes credit for that. So I want to I put that in there real quick. Now, and I, know, I know Josh doesn't dribble, but he definitely showed up with a Euro step on the gridiron breaking a Patriots DB's ankles. And hate it or love it, 
You've got to respect him. And until you do that, you will continue over and over again to get dismantled by the freak of nature that is Josh Allen. They've all tried. Tons of teams. The best linebackers in the NFL respect him. The greatest haters in the NFL analyst world now respect him. But for some reason, right? This is, this is also what it gets to, right? For some reason, it will never be enough for everyone. Think about this, right? Let's, 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 let's talk about the nauseating topic that is Brady and Belichick, right? As much as I hate the Brady and Belichick narrative, I have to respect Brady. Even at 44, he still continues to outsmart any top defense he faces. But why do we respect him? Because of the rings. And now we look at Josh Allen, and Josh Allen will always be beneath Mahomes because he doesn't have a ring. He can have a better season, he can have better highlights, he can have bigger wins, but no win is greater than a Super Bowl. Think about this. That's why all the Hall of Fame players from the Buffalo Bills are still involved in the Buffalo Bills community, and they still crave and long for a Super Bowl. They long for it. Even Bills legends are showing up to games. Well, I have good news. The Bills are primed and ready for one. They just need to go and execute. So let's round this back up with, you know, this whole Giannis and Anatenakumbo, right? <laughs> I tried to break down the name, you know, uh, syllable by syllable earlier. But look, you get the picture. He doesn't always shoot the prettiest shot, but they go in. You believe he's better than KD, but you don't know why. Right, So when, when you're thinking about Josh Allen and how he affects the game, he's the type of player that can elevate your team. We've seen it in previous matchups leading into this playoff run. The COVID pandemic hit the Bills, and he figured out a way to thread the needle over and over and over again to Isaiah McKenzie and Stephon Diggs. Now, we're dealing with this whole issue of, okay, how do the Bills match up against the Chiefs? You know, Trey Day got hurt. But here's the thing. I'm just going to be honest. I, I really do think that Trey Day's presence in the locker room, you know, I think his intelligence is being replicated. And, and right now, the guys are starting to feed off of him. You see how Dane Jackson's playing. You see how Levi Wallace is playing. I mean, they're going to play shell coverage. They're going to get. They're going to try to get pressure with four, maybe five here and there. Will they blitz? I don't know, because I don't believe that if Leslie Frazier didn't trust Tre'Davious White to go one on one against Tyreek Hill deep, why would he trust Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson? This is going to be a huge game for the defensive line. Well, for both teams, it's going to be a huge game for the O line, right? Even Andy Reid went on the record saying in an interview that he thinks the Buffalo Bills offensive line is really good. Which means he's trying to figure out how to rupture the offensive line again. This And look at this. This was back in week five when, quite frankly, the, the, the Bills at the offensive line, they were in shambles. I mean, they just looked out of sync. For some crazy reason, the Bills still figured out how to dominate the Chiefs, and um, now we're sitting here in the divisional matchup, and even Bills fans are starting to believe that maybe the Bills don't have a chance. It's time to wake up, guys. Here's why. 
over and over again, we have seen with one player in particular, and I'm going to, I'm going to round this out. Matt Milano over and over has shown Bill's fans that when he's on the field, the entire defense plays better. He is one of the pieces of why the Belichick era is done. They had two top tight ends in New England, and they could not get them the football in the wild card. And I am believing that this is going to be Matt Milano's game to literally have this is this this tape in this game is going to be Matt Milano's tape for the rest of his career. He's going to be able to say, I matched up several times one-on-one with Travis Kelsey, and I dismantled him. If you noticed last year in the Super Bowl, what was the frustrating factor with the Buccaneers' defense against the Patrick Mahomes passing offense? I understand you know, they got four, but when four gets pressure and he rolls out, who is he always going to? Travis Kelsey. So if the Bills get pressure in this game with four, we're playing zone, but you know he's able to still shade off on, on Travis Kelsey and you know give some trouble. I really believe this is the game that the Bills are going to basically replicate again, not only what they did in the last game, but what the Buccaneers did to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they're going to force the Patrick Mahomes offense to be very one-dimensional. Fact is, Leslie Frazier has, him and Sean McDermott, I know for a fact, have been salivating to get this matchup again into the playoffs because they believe this is going to be their moment as a coaching staff to get that monkey off their back that they can't compete against elite coaches with elite talent. This is their moment. And for some reason, I get it. It's because the Chris Jones factor wasn't there and Melvin Ingram wasn't there. He was playing, um, you know, with, with Pittsburgh way back when we faced him in, in week five. I understand that. But if the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills got better, right, and the defensive line of the Chiefs got better, okay, if that's the narrative, then what, what's up with their, their, their backfield? Because they still gave up 21 points to Big Ben Roethlisberger. So there, there are a lot of leaky holes in this Chiefs defense. Josh Allen got better. The offense got better. They got more confident. They got their juice back. They figured out what was wrong. They overcame adversity, and it's all leading to this point. Can they smash this team and make a Super Bowl run? Once and for all, get the monkey off the back. No more four falls of Buffalo. No more wishing Jim Kelly was at the helm. No more wishing, oh man, if he could only catch like Andre Reid. No more wishing if Pete Metzelars was, you know, if, if Dawson Knox was as good as Pete Metzelars. No more thinking about any of that. We love them, we honor them, but this is about this team. What they can do, how they can dominate, how they can take over this division. They've done that, how they can take over this conference. Now they're on the way to do that. That's what this storyline is all going to be about going into the offseason. And we're going to reflect. We're going to reflect at this game. Because this is going to be the game that basically defines an era. Are the Kansas City Chiefs the new New England Patriots for the Buffalo Bills? No. They're a great team that has won a Super Bowl 
and since then has gotten exposed by other great teams with shell coverage. If you take away the flippity-floppity trick plays that Andy Reid throws in his offense and you force Patrick Mahomes to be a quarterback, he struggles. Even against Pittsburgh, he threw an interception. You know, it's funny, and it's crazy is that you look at the way that whole game transpired for Patrick Mahomes against Pittsburgh. They were able to score at will because Pittsburgh refused to get a touchdown early in the game. I mean, it was the most nauseating offense to watch of all time in the playoffs. It, 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 it's so crazy. I mean, Mac Jones gave his receivers a better shot than Big Ben did. Big Ben was just throwing up 50-50 balls, but, you know, I, I just feel that they were basically getting a warm-up game into a divisional matchup. And that's not going to happen against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are going to force you to make decisions you're uncomfortable with, and if those turn into turnovers, the Buffalo Bills offense has shown that it will make you pay. Hence why, going into the second half, the pressure kept coming on, but it was the defense. Matt Milano, you saw it against Hunter Henry, forced the tip ball. Levi Wallace, interception. Great field position. They marched down and score. Like, <laughs> dude, everyone's healthy. Everyone's ready. It's mano y mano. The Bills played their, they played their cards right all season long, no matter the ups and the downs. Look, right now, what Bills fans need to focus on is how special of a player Josh Allen is. Not the narratives that are out there about how, yo, if he was just better in these situations, he's been so inconsistent all year. You know what? A lot of quarterbacks have been consistent throughout this whole entire offseason, or whole entire regular season. It was a ridiculous regular season. A team that dominated the Buffalo Bills was eliminated from playoff contention by the team that beat the Buffalo Bills 9-6, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's been a wild season, and I don't think it's fair to judge any quarterback based off of what happened in the regular season. What we need to focus on is the growth. What kind of growth has happened from Josh Allen? I'll tell you what growth is there. He has so much touch on the ball that I think it virtually makes him unstoppable. I do not believe that the touchdown to Dawson Knox, he was trying to throw it away. I think it was him just trying to be modest. I think Josh Allen literally believed that was a toss-up and he believed his guy was going to get higher than the other guy and he was going to come down with it. I believe he trusts Dawson Knox that much now. And it's an incredible timing of the year. The most incredible time in the year. So, you know, so, so getting back to this centralized point, right, of what the Chiefs bring how the Bills are able to match up well. Well, just remember this out of this podcast. The Bills just have to figure out how to make them one-dimensional. I think it's taken away Kelsey. If you take away Travis Kelsey the whole game and you force them to feed, force feed the ball to Tyreek Hill and do their little flip, flip screens and, and you know let them get their three, five yards, they're going to get very frustrated and they're going to try to push the ball downfield and the Bills are going to force interceptions. I hope, 
out of any game the Bills have ever played, they are going to play with the biggest chip on their shoulder of all time. Like, Josh Allen not going into the Pro Bowl. You, <laughs> Jordan Poyer, you name it. I mean, all these players, Matt Milano. People know about Matt Milano, but they just don't want to give him the attention and the respect he deserves. But trust me, when they're in that film room and they're figuring out who they need to expose, they're trying to figure out how to expose Matt Milano. Matt Milano affects everything on the field, and I think he's going to be the juice in this game behind that defensive line getting pressure. So now I want to talk about what I think the Chiefs are going to try to do to neutralize the Bills. It's very simple. I think they're going to try to contain Allen and force him to throw the football. Good luck. Um, But, you know, the fact of the matter is that if you force Josh Allen to throw the football, you're forcing his receivers to make the catch. And now, I will say, there were times in the last game where I felt as though the receivers weren't coming up with the football enough. Um, And even throughout the season, there were times where I felt like Josh really sat well in the pocket. You know, balls were getting dropped. Um... And, you know, it just sucked the, sucked the juice out of the offense and, and the momentum. And I feel like that's something that they're going to try to do. How can we penetrate this offensive line and force them to, you know, shift their, their protection to um, take away where Josh Allen likes to run the most and, you know, force him to throw the football down the field? You know, this, this is one of those games where you wonder who's going to get separation, right? You, you wonder who's going to, you know, when a, when a play breaks down, who's going to be the guy? In the first matchup, it was Dawson Knox. Very well could be Dawson Knox all over again. Dawson Knox, is you know, he went to a tight end camp this season, uh, this offseason, and I mean, he just got astronomically better. I think he's so much more consistent. You know, everyone's going to have their hiccups, but um, I'm really proud about how Dawson Knox really, he took in that role of being TE1. Um even after the Bills signed Jacob Hollister, you could you could just tell that there was a there's an it factor about him that when the Bills ended up moving on from Jacob Hollister, um, he just wanted to make plays. He wanted to show that he deserved to be on this team. So, you know, with that being said, you look at the defensive backs of the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's almost as though they are the leakiest they have been since. <laughs> I mean, I can remember the Alex Smith days. Like, it is crazy. And, you know, you're wondering, okay, what do the Bills need to do to expose them? Well, I think they just, if they get an option route, they need to make, the, these wide receivers need to make the right call. They need to read the defensive back's hips, the whole nine. And then Josh Allen has to trust these receivers, you know, and make sure he puts the right touch on these passes. Right, and you just wonder who's gonna be the other guy if Dawson Knox starts, you know, getting open in those, you know, uh, broken down plays. I'm thinking about what if we're just talking about regular execution. Aside from Stephon Diggs, you know what you get, you know what you get out of him. The fact is, you need to have a you need to have a diverse attack in the pass game in order to really dismantle uh, what the Chiefs do. They bring four, and they try to do that real sticky press coverage. And you know, I'm wondering. Are, are we going to try to do, you know, uh, what we did last game where, you know, we're, if they tug, we tug type deal. If they pass interference, we're going to pass interference, you know? And I'm wondering, okay, what if, okay, we do that, whatever. 
But can, can anyone else just get open on a regular basis? Is it going to be Cole Beasley? You know, is it going to be Gabriel Davis? Is it now going to be Isaiah McKenzie? You see how Isaiah McKenzie has literally, he's been the lightning bolt in his offense. Right when you think the Bills are just going to, you know, fake the toss, you know, they just, they do a sweet pass to Isaiah McKenzie and it goes 20 yards. That's monumental on a drive that's stalling out, right? And, and, and that's what I'm expecting, the Bills to just have a very consistent, fluid game. Um, against this defense. This defense has, I mean, they have shown over and over again that when the going gets tough, they have been exposed, whether if it's on the run or whether if it's with the deep ball. And I'm wondering, you know, in this game, what the game plan is going to be from Brian Dable. You know, he's been magnificent thus far. I mean, you talk about throwing almost a 50-burger on Bill Belichick's defense. Okay, if this defense isn't as good, what does he see? What is his game plan? I am praying it's not going to be vanilla. You know, I, we this is the game not to do it. it, it it's going to be this. It's, it's either got to be just as good as the game plan against, you know, the Patriots or even better. So, you know, you, you got a situation now where, yes, we're talking about the passing game and how, you know, they're going to try to stifle it. But look, Aside from Tyron Matthew, everyone everyone else is just DPIing the whole entire freaking game. We all know that. No one else on that team is really making plays in the backfield. Um, you you saw that with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, I mean, just read reading the defensive back so well and just popping off in that game with Cincinnati and Kansas City. Throw it up, whatever. Stephon, Stephon Diggs is out there somewhere. Like, we can't have that kind of game against these guys. But you're wondering, was the trust between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just a little more complex than people would like to believe. Maybe there's that complexity with Allen and Diggs going into this game, right? And you're hoping that's going to be there because that could definitely open up this, you know, this whole offense. Now, here's another thing. Josh Allen had damn near 70 yards on the ground against the Patriots, which no one is talking about. They're talking about, you know, the rest of uh, the game and how he got it done. But look, as much as I want Josh Allen to also be that dynamic, do his thing, I mean, Motor has been an unstoppable force the last couple of games. And I think he needs to get fed the ball and they just need to, they just need to play Buffalo Bills football. And at the end of the day, if the Bills can get turnovers, they will win. That's what this whole game is going to come down to. I'm going to round it out with this point. Turnovers will decide this football game. These quarterbacks are both stellar, right? And if you put Josh Allen on the Chiefs, you put Mahomes on the Bills, it doesn't matter. Whoever turns the ball over is going to lose the game. You know what I'm saying? And But I'm just believing that the Wyoming freak, just like the Greek freak, is going to be the X factor in this game. The growth and respect that I have for Josh Allen is beyond being a Bills fan. I think just as a football fan, a sports fan, how can you not sit here and not marvel and and just be in awe at the strides that he has made? It's incredible. This was a guy coming out of the draft, looking back, he had none of this upside. It was totally raw talent. Virtually looking at another EJ Manuel experiment, you know, ex- experiment, hoping that he's going to have better mechanics, the whole nine, right? And then it, it's so crazy to see how you know things have turned and, and things have you know unraveled with the Buffalo Bills because of Josh Allen. Everyone around him has gotten better. Um, obviously, bringing in Stephon Diggs is 
you know, it's the X factor. You know what I mean? Like when the going gets tough, you're able to throw it to your guy. But I mean, you look at what happened. If you guys watch the NBA, you look at what happened with with the Milwaukee Bucks. They trusted this Greek freak, right? They drafted him. Um, and, and, you know, they, they literally gave him the keys to the organization and they said, you're literally going to be everything for this organization and it's all going to ride on you. That's a lot to throw on a player. That number one is a super raw talent, hasn't developed a three point shot, struggled at, at the free throw line. And you're believing this guy is going to take us to the promised land. I don't think anyone believed for one minute. When, when Giannis came to Milwaukee, that he was going to be the guy that was literally going to win them a championship. LeBron's dominating. KD is magnificent. And then he teams with the Kyrie. And all these changes are happening in, you know, in the NBA, even with Chris Paul going to Phoenix. Like, there are just teams that are absolutely on another level um, right now, right? And you're thinking, back then, those were the teams that were going to just take over. But look, <laughs> the NBA is Giannis Antetokounmpo's league and everyone else is just living in it. You know what I'm saying? And I really feel that if Josh Allen dominates in this in this game like I believe he is going to and this defense shows up and the Bills are able to make a run at the Super Bowl and we're sitting here with a Lombardi trophy in Buffalo. He's the next, he's he, he's the Giannis of the NFL. Right? And Everyone else is going to try to figure out how to game plan against him. Little by little, you are starting to see people are trying to draft a Josh Allen. Teams that are rebuilding are trying to draft a Josh Allen. Long gone are the days with these short quarterbacks that they believe can get it done. Brett Favre days are gone, right? Baker Mayfield, broken in half. Kyler Murray, exposed. When he loses his main guy, he can't make a play. Like, we're sitting here, and the fact of the matter is that the Buffalo Bills are now the front runner, whether anyone likes it or not, for a Super Bowl run. Keyshawn Johnson had to swallow his pride after he made all those comments on ESPN, and he, he knows the Buffalo Bills have a chance, a solid chance at making the Super Bowl. But yeah, I understand proof is in the pudding. What more proof do you need, though? He's beaten Mahomes earlier this year and he dismantled a Bill Belichick top-rated defense in the NFL in zero degrees. Wind chill of negative four. <laughs> he's tossing it around like he's living in Hawaii. Josh Allen has been waiting his entire life for this moment to make a run that is memorable, to make a run that puts him in the Hall of Fame talk to win a Super Bowl. That's what I believe is going to happen with, with Josh Allen. I really do believe, I've called it before this playoff run happened, I really truly believe, not just as a Buffalo Bills fan, literally as a sports fan, a football fan, the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl this year. This game is going to show why. This It's not rocket science to see what the Bills need to do to beat the Chiefs. They just need to execute. 
This defensively, they need to execute. Offensively, they need to execute. They have all the pieces in place. I understand it's heartbreaking to not have Tredavious White. God bless you if you're listening, Trey Day. I love you. I think you're the best cornerback the Buffalo Bills have ever had in Bills history. Better than Nate Clements. Better than Terrence McGee. Like, we can go down a list. Back to the 90s. And I understand... The Buffalo Bills have players in the Hall of Fame. And we're wondering when the next emergence of said player will be in the Buffalo Bills. Maybe, maybe that player is never going to show up ever again. That's why they're in the Hall of Fame. There's never going to be anyone like them. The NFL is just going to keep evolving. So ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode of Buff Hub. A Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Buckle up. Get your popcorn ready, get your beer ready. Most importantly, get the blue cheese, not the ranch ready for those wings. Get your Labatt Blue, or if you're in Vegas, get an 805, and go Bills.